Perspective. Perspective. Are you tired of working nine to five? Tired of making money for someone else? Feel like you went to school for how many years and only have debt to show for it? Ready to just run away to some island and call it quits? Come talk to me. We trying to rebuild Black Wall Street. This is for us, by us. Hey everybody, this is Perky of Perky Perspectives. Thanks for tuning in. I want to thank everybody that is a subscriber, everybody that has liked, commented, or rated this podcast. Once again, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio Public, Patreon at patreon.com slash perkyperspectives, and on my website, perksofwellness.org, which will be under construction very soon. But there will always be something available for you to get a hold of me as well as subscribe. So there's a lot of things that have been working on that I've been working on with a few of my peoples. So one thing is to work on the website because I tried to make my website myself. <laughs> Woo! So yeah, <laughs> it didn't work out. I don't know how to make a website. Like I did what I could, but it does not express everything that I am a part of or that I want people to be a part of with me. So I'm definitely going to be updating that and working on that very soon. But I would like for you to subscribe to the newsletter. We are doing weekly newsletters. It's a lot of info being put out there. A lot of people that's being honored, cherished, uplifted. This was the month of May, which I deemed as the pedestal month. So I was trying to make sure to definitely uplift a lot of people in our community. Um, what else? So also for us is creating what I'm calling right now blacklist. And the only reason why I'm calling it a blacklist is because obviously we black, but also because I want it to be exclusive. I feel like the blacklist, although it has a negative connotation, such as a lot of things that are black, <laughs> like black cats and everything else that if you actually look at our history has a good, um, has actually good storylines behind it, like the black cat. Like, the reason why the Egyptians kept the black cat around them. Like, go look into this, you know? But either way, I want to call it the blacklist because I want for everybody to find who's black and who's doing what in their area. Like, that's the point of this blacklist, right? So if you go to perksofwellness.org, you can subscribe and you can also click to be to join the For Us blacklist. And we'll also add that to the newsletter because I want to make sure that everybody is at us that is a part of our team part of our network can add their info on there we should know how to find you so um what else do to do to do oh okay well everything else kind of ties in so before i super dive in and do like a recap of the mindfulness festival i want to say a few things First, I want to say that it is very important for us to know our history. I myself do not know a lot of 
you know, the big names in certain areas. You know, I feel like a lot of us have been taught what we've been taught in school and the few people that our parents highlight, but we do not know everybody that's doing big thing and big things in our community. It's like you only know about them if you're from there. And I think that should change. So one thing that I want to make sure that we start doing for June is our history, especially because Juneteenth is coming up. So I'm going to make it my business that whenever I do a newsletter, whenever I do an event, um, especially the people working with me, working alongside me, all those things that we make sure that we highlight somebody that was a pioneer in our community because, we one, we can learn a lot from them, but also we need to know what's happened so that we can know what to do next. You know, we can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And like a lot of people say, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. You know, we could change up the vehicle. We could add a new a paint job, you know, put some rims on that. You know, upgrade the the sound system, but there's no need to reinvent the wheel. So I definitely want to make sure that this June that we start, we're not going to end in June, but we're going to start knowing our history way better. Um, So, yeah. So special thanks to everybody that helped to put on the Mindfulness Festival yesterday. It was a very good event. It was the second annual event. We have a lot to work on. We have a lot to upgrade, update, and change. But it was the second event, and it went well. It was no fights, no hoop, you know, no negative energies. It was some you know, misunderstandings and stuff like that. But that's what every event that you're going to organize. There's going to always be hiccups. There's always going to be things that didn't go according to plan. And it's really up to how we react. You know, if you do not react well to things not going your way, you're not going to be good in business. And that's what this podcast is about today. It's about collective development. We are coming together. We're joining up adding our networks to each other and making sure that we know how to do business together because that's how we as our people, our skin folk, our black folk, whatever you want to call us, (laughs) we color. We all come together and we want to build together. We have to make sure that we know how to do business. And one way to do business is you have to, what is it called? What's the term? Um, It's like mediation. Basically, let me see. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. It's um, conflict resolution. Two words, but that's what I, I wanted to say. If you have good conflict resolution skills, then you'll be really good at throwing events and at being a leader. Because there's a lot of times that you're going to need to defuse the situation or that you're going to just have to go with it. Something's going to happen and you're going to just have to go with it and you're going to have to adjust So, you know, things like that happened yesterday, but it's okay. We're going to debrief about this a few times in the upcoming weeks, and we're going to make sure to take note of the things that we did like and the things that we did not like so that in the next event, whether it's the big event or the next small-scale event that we do, is successful, okay? So special shout-out to the We Can Foundation of Lemur Park. Special shout-out to the Black Excellence LLC Special shout out to the um, Let's Be Whole organization and also Silky D, DJ Smurf and her other DJ affiliates. 
I want to say thank you to all the panelists that came up. There was a lot of good information. I'm actually going to go to Lemaire Park today to make sure to get all the websites and everything that people were saying that we need to get a part of. There's some stuff going on in the cannabis industry in California that's actually opening up today. If you think it's you have to look under social equity, but I will get the exact website and I'll probably add it to like a blog or my newsletter or something because this episode I plan to come out today on the same day that I'm recording so I will add the info later but basically there's some initiatives or programs or something that's opening up right now in the cannabis industry in California it's only going to be open for a small period of time so we definitely make sure need to make sure that we're on that so that's one thing um, but yeah, special shout out to the panelists, special shout out to the vendors. Thank you guys for coming. I really appreciate the patron the patronage within the area. We really supported each other and that was great. And I love it. Even when there's events where there's not a high attendee audience that's there to enjoy everything that's going on, the vendors always support each other. And I think that is key. No matter who comes, you need to treat it as if it's a a million people, whether it's one person or a million people that attend your shows, your events, your gatherings, whatever it is that you're trying to do, your pop-ups, you need to treat them with that same energy because when there is a million, you need to know how to speak to people. You can't just be all happy when there's a whole bunch of people in your attendee. You have to know what it's like to only have those 10 people there. You need to cater to the people that's of your community. You know, so I want to say thank you to everybody that came. Thank you to the vendors for showing out and having great energy and staying there the whole, basically the whole event, especially because at the end of the event, we did our economic empowerment workshop. So before I get to that, I want to continue my special thanks. So I invited a few people myself that really came out and showed me that they support me, but also they support them, their community, which in turn means they support themselves. So I want to say thank you to Peace. She's from Nigeria. I only met her maybe a couple months ago. And, you know, whenever I reach out to her, she responds. She came out to this event. And I'm going to be seeing her really soon and building and doing some projects within the continent of Africa, specifically right now, Ghana and Nigeria. So I'm really excited for that. So thanks for coming. I want to say a special shout out to Thomas J. Jury. Um I just met you actually uh, maybe one month ago in April at the Come Up LA. You introduced me to your jewelry, and since then we've been rocking. I really like your energy. I like your support. I love how you network with different people. You know, I think that's really good, and your business will be very successful. I look forward to doing projects with you for New York City Black Pride, for your event in August, whatever we have going on. I'm really excited. Also, special shout out to my my old friend Tweet. You know, we we went to undergrad. Well, we didn't go to undergrad together, but we went to neighboring undergrads, and we had some common people that we was friends with. So it's just good to be able to reach back out to the people that you you maybe maybe hung out with a long time ago. But when you guys meet back up, it's like you never missed a beat. So I really appreciate you for coming out. I look forward to building with you. You know, you came from a far distance and you still came and you supported, you got some video, make sure you send me some video. (laughs) And so, yeah, so thank you. 
Who else? Thank you to my parents. You guys came. You helped me run my table. I was all over the place, but you guys really stood there for me, which in turn allowed for me to make some profits off of the event, which, you know, I'm going to donate some of those profits back into the Lamert Park area because we want to continue to build. So I want to say thank you to my parents. That was very nice of you guys. And thank you for supporting me. Thank you for Courtney. Ah, girl, (laughs) we're going to be doing a lot of big stuff and I'm really excited. You came all the way from Apple Valley with your partner and your three kids and you guys was at the event, you know, showing people that families are a part of the community. I, I know that sounds like, duh, but some people, like she was telling me, some people will invite her someplace and then tell her, don't bring your kids. And I feel like you're not really for families if you're telling mothers or fathers to not show up with their kids. Because it's like, we are supposed to be passing stuff to our future generation. And if our future generation is not here to see the work that we're doing, if they don't know their leaders, if they don't know the people who are of their community, and if they just don't get to see their parents working, how are they going to know all the efforts that were put into our future or their future, you know, how would they know? How would they know where to pick up and continue? So I really want to say thanks for bringing your family. They seem very excited. And girl, you came up on the stage with me (laughs) and it was so last minute. So thank you for doing that and for being brave enough to come up on stage and network with everybody. I look forward to doing all the sustainable projects that we have coming up, going to Ghana together and just applying for these grants and building our community. I'm really excited. And then my very, very special shout out to Eli G, a.k.a. Marquise Pigram. He is my support right now. He has been really rocking with me, helping me clean up, helping me put stuff together, helping me practice, helping me record, helping me organize, helping me to stay sane because I run anxious, you know, dealing with my attitude (laughs) and all of that beautiful stuff. He was there for me so hard recording networking, doing everything that he can as a partner. And so I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And oh, I almost forgot one more person. Thank you, Soul Flower and your husband, Shaka Zulu, for coming out. I did reach out to you and invite you to the event. And it was last minute, but you still showed out. You know, you came with your pregnant belly. It's so beautiful. And your husband and you guys were able to set up tent. You and Thomas J. Jewelry were next to me, supported me. You know, you guys had the opportunity to sell some of your products. So I'm really glad that you were able to make some profit, network, and just build with me. So, you know, once again, just, oh, mm, I guess I keep forgetting people. So <laughs> one more person. Um, Hippie Black and actually Don Houston, both of you guys, I'm happy that you guys both got to show up and show out. You know, Don, you didn't get to go on stage, but it's okay because like I said to everybody that came, there's going to be so many more events and we're going to make sure that everybody has time to shine. This was just the first big scale event, you know, but Don, everybody will be able to hear your amazing drum skill and all the other musical skills that you have and hippie black thank you for being able to get on stage and bless the audience when I tell you that everybody loved you I'm so glad I got to be able to be like I brought him (laughs) you know you're that was actually the first time I actually got to see you live and it was dope you know it's it's cool to be able to support people that support you 
you know, I met you through a mutual friend. Shout out to Allie. You know, she I was having a smaller event, a speed dating event at my house. I needed help with, you know, security and all these other things because I don't have all these things. So I basically relied on everybody in my network to help me put it together. And she asked you to come. You came. And even though I didn't even have a big audience, you came, you stayed the whole time. You really supported. And then when I reached out to you again, you still were supportive. I, you know, I wanted to go to some of your shows. I wanted you to come to some of mine. But times get in the way. And this is the first time that I've actually been able to see you live. And it was amazing. It was worth the wait. You did acapella, show people your vocal skills and your writing skills skills and then you went and did your instrument and show people that you can hold their attention with just the instrument so I really appreciated being able to see you I wish you know that your lady was able to be there so I can meet her as well and see the beautiful family you guys are creating but either way we will have other opportunities and so I just want to say thank you again to everybody, everybody that came out and showed out. You know, if I forgot to mention your name, I really apologize. But, you know, the elders that have been putting on this event, Baba and um, everybody, because I don't even know everybody's names that's working in the background of this event. So I want to say thank you to everybody because I came in pretty last minute. You guys took me in with open arms, allowed for me to have a, a huge role in the event. And also to be a part of Lamert Park in the upcoming, you know, future, basically. So I want to say thank you to that and for everybody. Um, and just like, oh, and yeah, everybody, please. We are also doing newsletters for this event. So, or not for this event, sorry, for the future events. We're doing meetups. We're really organizing. We have an investment workshop that's going to be happening on Wednesday. And this is outside of Lamert Park. It's going to happen in Carson. So please, if you are in the area and you are listening to this, reach out to me, perkyperspectivespod at gmail.com. And I'll give you all of the info because we are really into collective development, aka group economics. We are going to build our community together, okay? Because this is how we're going to be successful. We have to do things together. So, you know, please sign up for the newsletter so you can keep in touch with everything that we're doing to make sure we buy black, buy back our block. I said buy black our buck, our block. <laughs> that should be something too. Um, Okay, so I'm not going to talk about the whole event outside of the few things that I just mentioned because I still want you guys to hear what I meant to speak about on the panel. So before I say that, I was in I was a part of the economic empowerment workshop that we put on. Originally, it was only going to be three people, but due to what happened at the event and things being changed around, times being altered, our panel ended up being around nine people, so we had less time to speak. So I instead, you know, made a more impactful statement about how we need to own the block and how all these empty shops should not be there and we should own them, but um, how we should own them ourselves. And so basically, I will get that audio and release it. It'll be... Uh, a special release on my Patreon just because I don't feel like it's long enough to be its own episode. But I do want you guys to hear some of the panelists. So I will pull the audio from what we have and um, piece it together to 
I'll let you allow for you guys to hear a little bit of what was going on in the panel. But if you guys do like anything that you hear, it's just more reason for you to be involved. And it's no excuse if you're not in the area. If you live anywhere and you want to rebuild your community, we are traveling all throughout the world. There are people on the panel from Ghana that, well, not from Ghana. They're from L.A. originally, but they have been living in Ghana for 13 years. And they're doing uh, doing a lot of shifts. And it's just a lot of people. It's a lot of communities that was on the panel, a lot of people that could be heard from. So these things that we're doing in Lamert Park are just models that will be able to be used in every other part of the world. So please reach out if you have questions, if you have concerns, if you have wants and desires to help organize your community as well. But yeah, so it ended up being nine people on the panel. So I had to shorten what I said. And this is why I'm releasing this episode the way I am. I want to make sure that you guys still get what I was going to tell you because it was 15 minutes that I put together something amazing for the community to be able to like really start thinking about the money that we spend and how we could build together. So, you know, it was really good to be on the panel. I got to bring up some people with me that had some things to say. I got to network with other people on the panel so that we can continue to build together. But I did not get to say everything that I wanted to say. And so I want to make sure you guys get to hear that. Uh, anything else before I play this? Hmm, I don't think so. But I do want to say before I play this, thank you to everybody that was a part of the Nipsey Hustle tribute. I feel like that was a great way to add the rest of the community into Lemert Park because I feel like sometimes there's a bit of separation that happens within our neighborhoods, and I think that. I mean, Crenshaw Slauson is so close to Limer Park. I'm pretty sure he was of the area, in the area as well. So, I, I, you know, it's just great to see the community do stuff for the community. Um, so, yeah, here's my collective development workshop. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please reach out to me if you have questions. And thank you again for being subscribers. Please become a patron on patreon.com slash perky perspectives. I have so much that I'm trying to plan. I know you guys can't see everything, but the more you guys involve with me, the more I will involve you. I'm doing so much in the community of my community, but I want to make sure that I bridge everybody. So please become a patron. You know, I do not want to have to work at nine to five. I would rather make this my nine to five. I'm doing so much and it's so hard to juggle everything. So please support me. I will continue to support you too. everybody my name is Ashley Perkins and just a little background on myself I am a master level social worker and I also have my bachelor's degree in sociology and in New York in most states I'm a licensed social worker and in California I am working to be a licensed clinical social worker um, on the side I also have my own podcast called Perky Perspectives I am in I'm co-founder of the for us brand and I also do a lot of things within the community such as working this event so 
basically just some history on myself on how my unique path led me to where I am. I first started by going, so post high school, I started by going to UC Riverside, which is out in the Inland Empire. So I am a California baby. I just went to school in the IE. Um, and I ran track. I did two years of track in undergrad. So I was able to get a track scholarship. I thought that everything was taken care of financially. I thought I was doing well. And then I no longer had it after the first two years. So I had to figure stuff out. I had to move back in with my mom who didn't live too far away. And from there, I started to work, getting odd jobs here and there because I didn't quite have any work history and I didn't have any degrees yet to really uplift me. So I was taking odd jobs, but I was able to get it together and move back to school my last year. And in that last year, I met somebody that was working to apply for grad school. So through their help, I was able to apply as well. And from there, I got into Columbia University. So I moved out of nowhere <laughs> and a surprise to most of my family because I applied for school in like a year. I moved to, or sorry, a month. I moved to New York. I started grad school for my master's and basically I was living off of student loans. And because of that, I didn't have a lot of financial stability outside of this borrowed money. And my loans were subsidized loans. So they were just eating away at my future expenses because of the interest and what I've learned now because now I also work in finances I do life insurance and investments through learning the stuff that I'm learning with the investments the life insurance and just securing yourself I'm learning that there are some things that I could have done differently when I left high school that would have put me in a totally different position now and this is you know without your family leaving you something without your family handing you over property these are for people who did not have that help and what i'm saying is they're basically small adjustments so these small adjustments that i want to make now so what you're moving off of your past there's things in your past that you could have done like me i could have been investing my money i could have bought property with some of these refund checks that i was getting i could have done some different things maybe went on less vacations and put my money in an investments account whatever it is but Moving from today on, we're going to call them small adjustments. And so when I, we say small adjustments, it's small things like eliminating Netflix and Hulu if it's unnecessary. Like if you have cable at your house and you have Netflix and Hulu, one of those three needs to be eliminated. Um, and preferably pick one that gives you all of the things that you actually use but you pay less of. That's why a lot of people use Netflix and Hulu. So I would say get one of those and put keep them and eliminate the rest. That's a small adjustment. Maybe the way you buy groceries. Maybe instead of buying something here and there to where you're not able to track your expenses, maybe buy things all at one time. Plan your meals at the beginning of the week so you know everything you need. Buy those one thing or buy those things and then don't buy, purchase any more groceries until the next week. That's small adjustments. So what I want to do at this point, it's a slight activity. As you can see, there's paper being passed around. There's pens being passed around. I would like for you to list five things that are small adjustments that you can make within your life. Um, these could be things such as when you go and get gas, rather than getting a little bit here and there, getting your gas tank filled up all at one time. You know, so I want you to go ahead and list five 
and then we'll go from there. It's like <laughs> break time. <laughs> okay, so now that you have your five, I would like for you to do a slight calculation of how much it's costing you. So you can round up like Netflix might be nine ninety nine, round up to ten dollars. Um, maybe you spend five dollars every two days on gas so you know just go up go ahead and round up to what that is for the the week and then in turn for the month and after you go ahead and put how much that you spend for that thing every month i want you to times it by 12 so that you can see how much you spend for these five things that you just made small adjustments for for the whole year and if you are doing small scale stuff I'm going to just do an example. Say in total it's around $85 for the month. At the end of the year, that's around $1,020. So averaging it out, you spend around $1,000 every year on something that you don't actually need, that you are able to, within just 10 minutes, eliminate from your expenses. So obviously this is where we want to start, right? When we talk about economic empowerment, one of the first things that we need to learn is how to be, you know, an owner and not just a consumer, being the one that's really controlling where your money is going. So basically, because I did not, did not list what I'm going to be talking about. What I want to talk about today, now that we see our budget and we see where our money is going, is collective development and the reason why i'm choosing this topic is because i feel like as you can see with my past i had a lot of outcome rather than income i had my money going out and a lot of us millennials we may be doing that we have a lot of expenses rent is expensive um we're always in traffic but yet even everything even the travel is expensive we're we out here in california we spend almost four dollars to the gallon for gas you know, so we have a lot coming out. So for some of us, <laughs> we have to try to figure out how we're going to have ownership. We don't want to work nine to five. And this is for the millennials. Most of us don't want to work nine to five, but we want to have our own businesses. We want to be an owner. But how are we going to do this? So I'm choosing collective development because I feel like if we build our teams properly, then we can bring the money that we do have into one pot and are able to buy property and essentially buy back the block together so now that you see how you spend your money and you see some of the ways that you can move so this thousand and twenty that you use for the year or however much your amount was you can in turn start using that for your investments for these properties for your business whatever it is you want to spend but if we're talking about collective development we're talking about to put in a pot with your team to purchase whatever this business or this property is that you want to have and so i first as we move over to talking about building a team i want to make mention of the stages of change um, we also passed that around and as you can see, it's basically saying that there are stages such as pre-contemplation, contemplation, action, but in between all of these levels, you see relapse. And what that is saying is that no matter where somebody is in their stages of change, there's always a chance that they may go backwards. And the first thing that we have to do is just identify where we are in that stage of change but also where the people that we're planning to do business may be on that stage of change and 
most of the time people will tell you so you don't even all the way have to guess like right now for these activities yes we're gonna guess where our teammates may be in this stage of change but if you actually have a conversation with them you'll hear some people be like oh yeah i'm ready to start a business but mm, not yet i'm just thinking about it or they might tell you they're ready but then when you come and you invite them to meetings or you want to actually sit down and talk numbers with them they never sit down and meet with you that means that they're still in the contemplation chain uh contemplation or pre-contemplation area they're not fully ready to actually take that action so you have to meet them where they are and so now that you know this and you're aware of this, I want to create a list of five people. And I want you to be aware of the stages of change. But I want to also give you four notes to think about as you're writing down these five people. And so the first one I want you to consider is, are these people employed? And if you have to think about it, you're like, hmm, I'm not sure. They 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 had a job, I think. Then maybe they're not employed. <laughs> but if they are, also consider have they been have they been within their field for at least a year? And if not, and they're you know making it to that point, maybe they have a job in queue or they already started a job. Then you know give you could still list them, but maybe you have them lower on your list because. We're still, this is an investment, so it's still going to take some time, and we still want to give them time, and they might end up being in that position for over a year by the time you are fully ready to to put this whole plan together, too. So, that's one. Number two would be, are, do they have a partner in their life? And this does not have to be romantic. This could be a business partner. This could be, you know, maybe a parent that they do a lot of business with or travel a lot with or own a house or live with you know just a partner um so that's number two number three is stable housing and this is important because basically you want somebody who's a little bit more stable if you're about to start a business you don't want to start a business with them and then they're worried about if their house is gonna um foreclose on them or if they're not gonna have a place to sleep in the next couple weeks that's somebody that their priority is not um owning a business right now you know they're if you look at if you look at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs at the bottom at the base level our foundation is food clothing housing so if somebody is not already in if somebody does not have that part of their life stable they're probably not going to be ready for what you're trying to do and then the fourth one are they affiliated or associated with some sort of group and this could be a smaller scale group, such as a book club. It could be a slightly bigger scale group, such as a church. And it could be a bigger group than that, such as an organization like NAACP or something like that. Um, you just want to know if they are affiliated with somebody because that means they have more networks so that when you do start your business, they're able to connect with a, a bigger amount of people at a quicker rate. And so go ahead and make your list of five off of these four things um <laughs> okay and so now you have your five and what i want to say is one of the reasons why we are having this festival is we want to know how to combat gentrification and one of the ways that i'm saying we can do this is through collective development 
And I want to point out that through collective development, that also means that we own every level of our production. And what I mean by we is we as a skin folk, the people in your community that you want to stay in your community. These are the people that you want to do business with. You're not going to be able to do everything. You might have a furniture company, but how are you getting furniture into these homes? Okay, so let me network with my real estate friend who already knows people who need furniture because they just bought a new house. You know, you want to make sure that the you're doing business with the people that look like you in order to buy back the block as well. And so I just want to make note of that. And I want to tell you that I practice what I preach because my shirt is my brand. <laughs> and my jewelry is, you know, somebody else that I know. Um, my logo on my card is a friend, my fanny pack. It's, it's so many things that I am doing to also uplift this too. So if you're a, a business owner, you one, need to let it be known that you're doing something so people can know, but also connect with other people. And so now that you have your list, you are already ready to start working on collective development. What we will need to do next is, you know, research, figure out what we want to do with these group of people, figure out how much money each person has and how much they'll be able to contribute. These are all things that we can start working on. Um, I have your, your contact. You have access to my car. We could do one-on-one -on -one meetings. This coming Wednesday, I will be a part of an investment workshop in Carson. So that's Wednesday, May 29th in Carson, starting at 7 p.m. Also, we will be doing a meetup to further discuss what we talked about here in Lamert. So feel free to reach out. And like I said, I have a podcast, so I can definitely do one-on-ones with people, do some business development, do some financial financial planning, budgeting, things like that. So reach out and thank you. Thank you again, everybody. So that was my collective development workshop that I plan to have for the economic empowerment workshop or that was my collective development presentation <laughs> for the economic empowerment workshop I plan to do but there's many layers that are still included with this that I didn't really touch up on so like I said if you want one-on-ones if you want to be able to do consults with me so we can really work on your unique business plan and how you want to add to your community please reach out like I said we're doing investments we're doing a lot of group group economics and we want to really build together so reach out and for everybody else thank you for being a subscriber thanks for commenting liking rating thanks for sharing the podcast it's available on apple Podcasts, google play radio public patreon perksofwellness.org and i am continuing to record continuing to build i'm also doing stuff on my periscope so if you sometimes don't hear from me on here it might be because i've been driving a lot and so i've been doing videos instead of you know, doing voice recordings, but I'm going to be doing way more stuff with black excellence. So be prepared for more visuals, for more campaigns, for more audio. We're actually going to be working on a docu-series as we work on the sustainability project. So it's a lot in the works and me and Eli G will start releasing these audios that we've been recording regarding financial development as well. So it's a lot in the works. So please become a Patreon at or a patron at patreon.com. I'll make special shout outs to you as well. Um, we probably will only release every other financial development workshop to the general public, but everybody that is a patron, a Patreon, I don't know, a patron, 
<laughs> Everybody else that's a patron will get the special deeds. So thanks again.